live from the corner of the room. It's your absolute favorite horror movie review podcast in all the land. Welcome to this week's installment of Dead and Lovely. Here with the host with the most, why it's me, Uncle Ben, and who dat? I'm so scared right now. Are you so excited? I'm so excited. <laughs> Jesse Spano? Sweet Jesse Spano. <laughs> It's Hollywood Steve Woo. Hollywood Steve Woo. How mm-hmm. are you doing this week, Hollywood Steve? I've been great. Yeah. Um, well, I had I had a bit of a hangover the other day when I saw you at Pretentious. Oh, did you? Yeah. It was it was uh, it was one of those because I'm on a diet. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And I I um I I'm I'm not uh, excluding anything from my diet. Of okay. course, it's All not right. smart. You're to not drink. racist. Yeah. You're not excluding anybody. But of course, it's not smart to drink a lot of alcohol because it's highly caloric. Extremely. But my my wife and I drank the other day, so I pl- I planned out yeah. my calories for my drinking. Built gave, you my, bread gave myself base. a, a three hundred calorie margin there. Okay. All right. And I'll tell you what. Um, I had maybe. Four vodkas, vodka sodas. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I had only a thousand calories in my my Ooh. entire body that day, and Woof. my body was like, "What is happening right now?" Oh my god! So basically, like, I don't know, about a third of your caloric intake was, yeah. was vodka. Was vodka? Yeah. When and you say it that way, you realize like why it turned out bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think just generally that's probably a recipe for a hangover. Yeah, it's not a good call. So yeah, Damn, I, I felt ouch. pretty bad. I know but, on those days that I've had like. You know, where it's just like, oh, I've just had like a salad and a cliff uh-huh. bar today. And then it's like one beer later. It's just Ooh. like, oh, I'm already hung over and yeah. I'm awake. It's the worst, dude. Um, luckily, Pretentious cured me with a little hair of the dog. Uh-huh. And a little hair of some of our favorite fans. Yeah. Well, one. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess there were well, other fans. The Holy Ghost was there, too. The Holy Ghost is always yeah, there. Yeah, that's who I meant. I, meant I mean, obviously. Roger Dean Miller and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and, and our friend Lindsay Stamey was there. Oh yeah, she's that's listened true. to the podcast. I yeah. don't know if we can uh, claim her as a fan, but I hope we can. Her mom Debbie has listened to the show. She was that's there. true, and her mom Debbie was awesome. My wife was there. Your wife? Maybe we were joined by a lot of friends. We I did. think that we were friends uh-huh. and fans. It was great to see old Mean Dean Roger Miller. Yeah, great guy. The notorious RDM we call him. <laughs> Good to see he, that cat. That man has a majestic beard. He does, yeah. man, and just a, a very full mane of hair. Yeah. What a nice boy. He, I what would a say, nice boy. That's exactly how I would describe him. Roger's if I were a, a grandma trying to set him up with somebody. Yeah. He's a nice boy. Beautiful smile. Oh, the beautifulest. He is uh, a frequent poster on our wonderful Facebook group, yep. which if you're listening, you should totally join. Over Absolutely. Dead and lovely. And um, I've known Roger actually a pretty dang long time. I think we met oh, probably okay. like eight years ago. Yeah, you guys were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. When I was touring with Whitechapel and we met in Cleveland. The Cleve. Yeah, at Peabody's, RIP Peabody's. That place got shut down, I think, this year. And I've kind of stayed in touch ever since. So really cool to get to see him. I don't think I've, I've not seen Roger in years, man. Mm. So it's cool to catch up and have some fantastic beers over at Pretentious. Yeah. Dude, they were like on fire they the really day. were and um holy shit man yeah i that the one bartender that i've seen there who yeah. every time i see her uh looks at me like who the hell are you <laughs> why are you in my bar <laughs> um she, i i learned on sunday uh-huh. just tell her what you kind of like she'll look be you like, up she will figure out exactly what you need no doubt so good man maybe she's got that like thing like brad pitt has for she doesn't know people's faces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Face blindness. That's what it's called. Maybe yeah. she's got that. 
but no, that place is great. Like they're always changing their beer lineup up. And last time that we were there, it's like everything they had was fucking nuts. so good. It was great. Mm-hmm. And then Roger goes above and beyond and yeah. gives us a whole bunch of beer from his own private stock. Yes, for us to enjoy on the show. And we're gonna be um, reaping some of the benefits from for that next, probably month or so. Uh, yeah, yeah. he gives a lot of he stuff. gives us a lot of great stuff. That's you know what? That's a great way to say that you guys care. Beer. Give us beer. Give us beer. I want to have some of this. This is one of the ones he hooked us up with. That yeah. He was very excited for us to try. And it's I am excited as hell. Lagunitas. It's from 2017. One hitter series. It's the Dark Swan mm-hmm. Sour Ale. Yeah. And he specifically requested that my wife try this one out because uh, my wife, she doesn't really like beer, but she does enjoy a sour scenario. Yep. So before we got on the air, she had herself a sip of this and said, me love it long time. She did. She said those exact words. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to trying this. I'm pouring this, and it does have kind of a port wine kind yeah, of undertone. Yeah, it looks, it looks like a wine. It's yeah. more... Even uh, the foam is slightly pinkish purplish. It's a purplish color, yeah. And as you know, if you listen to the show... Lagunitas can do us no wrong. Yeah, I've I've yet to have a bad Lagunitas. No, I'm excited to try this. It smells really fantastic. It smells like wine. It kind of smells very winey, mm-hmm. you know, and like slightly sweet, kind of right. sour. You go in. Let's go in here. Get you a pull. Give me your results. I'm gonna get me a pull. Oh boy. Oh damn. That is like. What does that remind me of? That reminds me of something. It um, does. It's like candy. But it's it's tart at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's not overly sweet. It's just got that... Damn it, what does this remind me of? There's something that I've had that this reminds me of. There's even a little bit of like a... Um, did you ever have like those... Those like Welch's carbonated yeah. grape ciders? That's exactly what I was thinking. Is yeah. It tastes like uh, Welch's carbonated... Like the, the, the sparkling grape. Sparkling cider. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of. It almost has a bit of that plus yeah. yeast. Mm-hmm. You know, plus obviously alcohol, which those don't have. Yeah, this is is eight point two, eight point two percent. It's pretty sturdy. Wow, damn! I'm kind of glad I'm I'm coming around a little bit to some of these sours. Yeah, I'm me st- too. I'm still sure that there's a lot of them out there <clears throat> that I won't go totally nuts for. Yeah, but the ones like these that are almost more grapey uh-huh. and whiny. Yeah. I'm way on deck with well, these. We we tried that one at Pretentious uh, yesterday. God, that, that was good. Was, I kept saying it tastes like Fruit Loops. That's that's exactly yeah. what it felt like to me. Is like Fruit Loops, and it had and th- this will sound maybe a little gross, but it had a, a milky quality to yeah, it yeah. in uh, a positive way. Definitely. And then yeah, on the on the back end, it was just like fruit tropical fruity. Mm-hmm. So I think that good. means we're getting cooler. Yeah, we we are. I'm pretty sure it means that we're getting cooler, that we're like, oh man, IPAs are so yesterday. As in, I drank one yesterday. I drank one yesterday. Yeah. It was really good. I, I had one it. earlier today, too, and it was yeah. fantastic. I had one of those high lies earlier. <laughs> that's, a good, yeah, that's a good one. It's funny we saw Roger, because I also had another uh, dead and lovely, lovely sighting. Oh, really? The other day at that Andy Wood Trio show oh, playing at yeah. the Open Court. It was like an Alzheimer's benefit show, uh-huh. which is really cool. Yeah. And uh, old Brandon Wood come out to that one. Hey, we Brandon Wood, yep. i.e. the man in the bushes. That's true. He's <laughs> out here. He's out here somewhere watching Naked, the show right now. As far now. as I know. Yeah. Yeah. If um, you watch closely, you can see the glint of his binoculars. <laughs> hey, Brandon. It was fun. Always a good time hanging out with that yeah. cat. It's just cool seeing our fans. Like it I really is. enjoy that. That's one of those like simple things that I really love about like my YouTube channel too. Mm-hmm. Is just like 
going places and seeing people that like what we do. Maybe we should just start posting up at Pretentious on Sundays, inviting everybody. That would actually be fucking sick. I would do that, yeah. Yeah. Because, I I mean, it's 20 minutes from my house. I crave having uh, enough free time to do that every week. Yeah, me too. Like, that would be (laughs) sick. But that would be actually really nice. It would be fun, yeah. I'm very on deck with this beer. Yeah, it, the the more I drink it, the more it's reminding me of that uh, the Welch's. It totally, yeah. It, it's so, but it's not but too it's sour, but it's not too sweet. It's not too sour or too sweet, and the alcohol's there, like you can taste. Mm-hmm, yeah, but you wouldn't think that this is eight percent. We used to have Welch's sparkling ciders on New Year's Eve. Yeah, as a young homeschooled man. Yeah. Uh huh. Because uh, that's about as Mormons hard as I party. do that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, sparkling cider and sparkling grape juice, yeah. They just like to pretend. Yeah. Bless her. We're cool. Bless her hearts. <laughs> and bless you dead and lovely listeners for keeping up with us and giving us beer and support mm-hmm. and all the best things in life. And I'll tell you what, Steve, I need a beer tonight. Why is that? I had a day that was a little bit more stress-inducing than I anticipated. Holy shit. Wow. So, Poseidon... <laughs> has really had it out for the me. The god of the sea. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's been throwing me water problems left and right lately. Mm. And I'm really fucking tired. You think it's viral marketing it. for Aquaman? Or or a fucking summon the Kraken part 2. <laughs> so, okay. This started a little while ago, but in my wife's Jeep, we noticed that the back seat was like, the back seat floorboard was like suddenly soggy on the passenger side. Oh. Like it was like wet. Hmm. And I was like, well, what the fuck is this? I thought that one of the dogs like, um, you know, like water bowls had yeah. spilled over while they were taking a walk or something like that. And uh, it didn't really dry up. And then it happened again. And I did some research online and I was like, oh, it might be like the AC condensation line uh-huh, yeah. backed up yeah, yeah. and it just spills water out. But apparently that would happen if it was happening in the front seat of the car. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's where those lines are running. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'm thinking that maybe some of the trim around the seal of the door. Oh, it's letting water in? Something must Mm. be, because it's happened when it's rained. So that's kind of the dead giveaway. So I've got that problem going on. But then also, too... I've had myself a little little roof leakage problem. Holy shit. That I am not that stoked about. So like earlier this spring, we had a really hard rain and over across the hallway there in kind of the guest room, mm-hmm. I noticed that there was suddenly like a, you know, like a water line on the ceiling. And I was like, oh, fuck. And um, after the rain stopped, like I went, I went outside and like I noticed that the gutters were like pretty backed up. So I was like, well, you know, maybe it was just that. Sometimes those gutters get backed up, you know, they'll seep water onto the, the shingles and stuff. So I was thinking maybe it could have been that, but there's also a nail popped up on the roof, so I had to hammer oh, no. it down. And all has been pretty okay for a while. And then... But not today. Not today. But not today. We're starting to get some, like, rains coming in from, like, the million storms that are destroying yeah. the East Coast right now. It's getting it's getting tropical. Yeah. North and South Kakalaki about to get wiped off the map. Mm. That sucks. And Florida, too. Yeah. Yeah. So we started getting some hard storms today, and... Just out of habit, I went in there to check and see if the, the roof line was okay. And sure enough, there was one spot where I could tell it was starting to leak again. But then I also noticed there was like a puddle in the middle of the floor. Like the middle of the floor, well uh-huh. away from where this leak was looking. And I look up and I'm like, there's nothing there but the light fixture. And then I'm like, oh, the light fixture's dripping water. Mm-hmm. There's water dripping off That's a fucking light bulb. Yeah. You don't want that. No. Water that plus electricity, bad. It's not good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I quickly turned that light off, 
and uh, went outside. And again, the gutters were full. I'm hoping that it's just a full gutter problem because mm-hmm. putting a new roof on this house is not something I want to do, especially considering I'm wanting to like move. Yeah. That yeah. would be the worst. That kind of stressed me out a little bit. Yeah. I was in between guitar students and stuff too, so I was like frantically trying to fucking figure out what's going on. Now, sucks. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, Tell but me. is it possible that Kate watched The Shape of Water and she's now having an affair with a fish man? Oh, upstairs and it's leaking through. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even considered that. And he that. was in her back seat Yeah, because they were doing the back seat bop. Oh, mm-hmm. that would explain it. Yeah, all right. That movie was really good. Yeah. I would allow it. <laughs> I would allow it. The movie was good. You can have sex with a fish man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Extramarital affairs, perhaps extra bestial affairs. I don't know. <laughs> Did you see that movie? Uh, yeah. I thought it was cool. It is cool. I mean, uh, we're, I guess we're not saying anything revolutionary. <laughs> Everybody did kind of think it was cool. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> did you see anything cool this week? Man, I did. I saw a little movie called Spirit of 84. Okay, yeah. I've been hearing about this. I think somebody might have posted about this on the Yeah, they did. Uh, I think it was Terry Wise. Yeah. Who I went to school with. Oh, yeah, sick. Cool dude. So, is it like an 80s throwback kind it's of thing? It's an 80s throwback thing. Um, I would say it reminded me most of... Uh, the Monster Squad. Oh, which I fucking adore. Yeah. I mean, except for the monsters, but like the way that the kids interact and like and, and so stuff it's like a, that. Kids is the main character. Yeah. Goonies kind of movie. Um, and it also reminded me of the Burbs, which I also I adore. also love the Burbs, and it's all kind of tinged by Stranger Things. Definitely, damn, it's got a Stranger Things vibe. So it's I'm good. Sold. Yeah, and um, I don't want to say much more about it. Just watch it. You'll it's it's worth it. So is not is it not a monster thing? Is it a slasher thing? Is it it's a, a slasher? It's okay. a, yeah, it's like a serial killer, like, okay, cool type of thing. All right. Um, anybody noteworthy in it? Rich Summer from Mad Men. Okay. I don't know if you know him. Played Harry in Mad Men. I'd probably recognize him. Yeah, he probably would. Uh, I don't know if anybody is that else. The guy was married to Allison Brie. In the show. In Mad Men. No, that's that's Pete Campbell. Okay. All right. I'd uh, probably recognize the guy. If you I saw would. Him. You would probably recognize him for sure. Yeah. Man. But uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't notice. I don't know if anybody else in there was somebody I would know from anything else, but uh, it's it's worth the watch for sure. Is it on the Netflix? No, I it's on Amazon. I rented okay. it on Amazon. Worth um, a rent. Okay, it's definitely worth a rent. I and I think it was like five bucks, so it, it's worth five bucks. It's nothing, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I also watched. Ah, uh, oh, crap! What was that thing I watched? You know that thing. I watched that movie with that clown guy called the Terrifier or Terror. I don't know if it's the or just yeah, Terrifier. Yeah, it's like black and white clown. Black face and white thing. clown. Yeah, I it, almost watched that the other night. Hmm. Somebody else told me that they liked it. That it was like a fun throwback. Like a bunch of people told me that I would probably dig it. I'd say it's accurate that it is a throwback. Okay, and that I could see how somebody would find it fun. Is it accurate in that it was good? I didn't like it. <laughs> Inaccurate. That, but um, I th- I think it, like, because there are so many horror movies that people love that, like, I'm just not into, like, Hatchet and stuff like sure. that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, thought, I thought Hatchet was fun. Hatchet's fine. Yeah. It's got some fun moments to it, for sure. Uh, Terrifier reminded me of Hatchet. I would say same level of acting um, and stuff. The thing is that I think a lot of people like it because the clown looks cool. Okay, and yeah. I'm not I'm not dissing on that. Like, if people put aesthetic over like story and pacing, that's not there's nothing wrong with that. Sure, yeah, that's yeah. just how you watch a movie and what you like. Yeah, I the aesthetic just didn't grab me as much. I just think I don't 
find clowns scary. Yeah, and me so either. for me, yeah. it was just like I don't get it. And then one of the things that really bothers me in any horror movie is when a gun is involved. Okay, it's like not lethal enough. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not visceral, right? Yeah. So when you yeah. pull out a gun and, and you've been doing all this other sort of wacky stuff to try to terrify people, yeah. And now you got a gun, and it's just like, well, I mean, this is any movie now. It's yeah. like an action movie now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing really horrifying about no. a weapon that literally anybody could wield. Yep. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people really like it, and I, I like. I, I read about you know, it's it's a real small production okay. company made like a 10 minute short and people liked it enough that they did a Kickstarter and got enough money to do it. Okay. So that's cool. I like yeah. that. I like, I like that people are out there doing their own thing and it was different. It, it is, it does remind me of eighties horror movies somewhat, mm-hmm. but it, it is different than the stuff you see out right now. So okay. you might like it. All right. I'll give it a watch sometime. It seems like one of those ones that's probably good just to have on that you probably don't have yes. to pay too much attention yeah, to, right? The kills are good. Okay. So I, I mean it's it's got it's got that going for it for sure. Run on. Yeah. I watched the motherfucking Monster Squad. Monster Monster Squad. Update. It's the best. It's still great. It's the yep. fucking best. It, ne- it never stops being awesome. Yep. Kate and I both had like a long work day. I think it was on maybe last Friday or something like that. And we were like, man, fuck it. Let's eat fajitas and watch a Halloween movie and drink tequila. That's awesome. Yeah. So we were trying to find like... Oh, that is a good one. (laughs) Having to learn that for a settler right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, But it was just one of those ones where it's like, let's put on something Halloween-y and fun and light. And actually, she had never watched it before. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you what. Watching that movie with a total mega hyper-feminist like my wife really makes you aware... Women not really represented in that yeah. movie, like at all. Yeah, that is that is an issue. That <laughs> like, is a major issue. Yeah, the the virgins are useful, mm-hmm. and the mom is kind of a shrew. Yeah, and um, that's pretty much it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, still it's a really fun movie. It's still fun. Yeah, <laughs> but I hadn't really noticed those things about it. It's one yeah. of those things that like. Again, it doesn't make it right or whatever, but it's like it makes you really aware of like, wow, movie making has kind of changed a little bit. It has because that was made in yeah, you know, what mid eighties, right? Yeah, that was mid eighties. That was, I mean, that's Shane Black's first movie that yeah, he sold. That's right. Yeah. That's I, it's right. not the first one that came out, but it's the first one he sold. So it was a huge flop in theaters too, which is hard yes. to believe. It was in theaters for like two weeks. Uh, it was one of those things. I think it was right at the era where. Uh, people were getting past the bad news bears, like mm-hmm. kind of getting tired kids, of kids cussing. Movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you know, Goonies had come out just the year before, and it is similar to Goonies, yeah, in some ways, but it's better. It's so fun, dude. yeah. It's such a fun movie. That's one of those ones that, like everybody should watch just to get in the spirit of Halloween. It is perfect for Halloween, and the Halloween spirit is hitting me. So hard. You right got now. the spirit, brother. Dude, it's getting in me. I'm getting moved by the spirit. Ooh, it's getting inside Baba me. <laughs> so I'm trying to also figure out what all I'm gonna do on my YouTube channel for October. Cause yeah. usually in the month of October, all my lessons are like horror movie themes. Yeah. And man, I'm trying to think of ones that I can do that like are recognizable and stuff. Cause I've yeah. already done like of course Hellraiser, Hellraiser, Exorcist. Exorcist. Yeah. Actually, two from Halloween. I did Laurie's. Oh, you too. did uh, Phantasm, Candyman. Yeah. Um, what are the other recognizable? I need to do Suspiria. Suspiria, need, that's good. Because yeah. those arpeggios at yeah. the first are really recognizable. Uh-huh. Jesse from Sailor Satan suggested I do the um, 
It was like a boys' choir theme from Children of the Corn. Uh huh. I didn't yeah. even listen to that. I can't remember it. I thought about doing the um, Cannibal Holocaust as like a little finger picky guitar thing. Uh huh. I could work that up and make that a sure. thing. I don't know how many people know it. I mean, ultimately, it's like I want to get fucking views and make money. Yeah, nobody's so, searching for Cannibal Holocaust. I mean, but maybe they are. Maybe they're. Maybe if they a, do, I'll be the only fucking one. That's true. I'll tell you that. You Nobody know? else is out there talking Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. So if anybody out there knows some great horror movie themes, I might even just post this on the Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, recommend them to me. Some stuff you'd love to see taught on the guitar, on the Spanish guitar, on my YouTube channel. Well, you could, I mean, you could always go to the uh, Final Destination well if you want. Okay. Some yeah. great music. There's some great, that's a great soundtrack. One of the all time greatest. Cold down there, yeah. <laughs> the demon. Oh, God. So bad, Shit. man. It's so fucking bad. Well, yeah. Steve, the subject of our show today mm-hmm. is so fucking interesting yeah because i am the last remaining Uh child of elm street to have never seen the blair witch project yep i have never seen it until this week yeah i survived i kind (laughs) of feel like that like douchey dickhead that's always like i've never watched a single star wars movie Uh, well good for fucking you yeah why are you proud why are you bragging about that people are proud of their ignorance i never watched the lord of the rings Okay, Dude, asshole. Are you how fucking tired do you see people on Facebook post this thing where it's just like I belong to the one percent that's never watched Game of Thrones. But ba do. Yeah, why are you proud of Big that? Fucking deal. What is what's I I mean those people are on a par with me with the people who call football sports ball. <laughs> I might do that. Yeah, I mean it's a funny it's a funny <laughs> thing, but when it's like you're talking about football and then somebody comes up and they're like, Oh, he's talking about football, burr, 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 like you don't watch football. Cool. Got We're going to keep talking about it, though. <laughs> like, why are you being a dick about it? Let people like the things they like. Yeah, exactly. Unless what they like is, you know, the uh, child rape or, or murder. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Don't do those don't things. Don't let them like that. Yeah, if somebody comes to you and they're like, oh, boy, you know what I want to do? Kill a child. Kill a child. Like, mm, hold on now, buddy. Pump Bad the brakes. Call. Pump the brakes on that one. Let's uh, let's think of some other constructive ways to go about exactly. This. <laughs> and the Blair Witch Project, of course, is very noteworthy for getting, I think, the horror world at large hooked on found footage. Yeah, filmmaking. It well, is. Uh, it's not the first. It's not the first, but it it is. I think the one people saw the most out of all the the ones that came early. Yeah. yeah. Now what? And that's what that's what I like to talk about here for the the kind of preamble portion of our show is yeah. other found footage movies. I've seen yeah. a handful. You've seen definitely more than I have. Yeah, I I, I uh, I'm one of those people that uh, I like them. I I don't I don't. Yeah. yeah, when people say they don't like them, I get it. Yeah. But I like them. I like found footage movies. When I talk about like the first found footage movie, what comes to mind for you? Like the 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 main one, the very first, yeah. Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust, nineteen eighty, yeah, yeah. Tw- almost twenty years before this movie. I'm gonna go ahead and just come out and tell you, man, that's so fucking yesterday. I'm talking War of the Worlds. Oh damn, that's the real shit, motherfucker. Yeah, that's the realest. That is real. People were like jumping out of windows and shit when yeah. the original radio broadcast. Of yeah, War of the Worlds. I um. I, I think they've debunked some of, of that that like, nobody committed suicide. Just or let anything me believe, damn it. it. But people definitely did shoot at water towers thinking they were UFOs and shit. <laughs> people dumb. People are dumb. People yeah. dumb. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. But you know, that was really kind of uh 
pretty pretty revolutionary. And I think probably a lot of politicians and stuff are sitting around going, hmm. How could this be used to my advantage? Yeah, if I put it on the radio and tell people it's true, they'll believe it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It worked. I'm sure that's never been used to anybody's advantage no. in an election ever. Pappy O'Daniel did it, I think. Yeah? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Pappy O'Daniel. Pappy O'Daniel. <laughs> okay, so Cannibal Holocaust was extremely noteworthy for mm-hmm. how gruesome and brutal it was and yeah. all the actors had signed like non-disclosure agreements and like agreed to like not be seen in public and all it kinds was, of crazy shit yeah they were dedicated i mean really especially to in the an, concept that this was real yeah, yeah. And, and i mean you know it's not like this is today where it's just like oh whatever i found that guy's twitter page he's yeah. still alive like they went to such links when you didn't have to go to such links mm-hmm. like if somebody is living in fucking morristown tennessee and they're in a movie saying that they died yeah. Nobody's ever gonna know. No, no one would have known. Yeah. So they really went to great lengths. I've actually never watched Cannibal Holocaust. It's not amazing. I mean, yeah. it's it's cool for you know uh, its creativity. Sure. It's cool for that uh, that concept in itself and its attempts to be as real as possible. Mm-hmm. I like that, but. It is it is uh, an exploitation movie in the end, and and really just goes so far with the gore yeah 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 Yeah. well and they also like kill and torture real animals yeah that's a lot lot of raping in the movie i think yeah yeah and also just kind of a lot of taking advantage of some indigenous people and stuff yeah like real indigenous people are in the movie right Werner herzog knows about that there you go (laughs) (laughs) i'm just about finished with this dark swan yeah i'm like i'm missing it already i'm already like sad that this is my last set i i I always have that problem, by the way, with that that sparkling grape juice, where I'm mm-hmm. like, I just want to keep drinking it. Yeah, like, dude. I like, I like. It's like the bubbles add to that that grape flavor, but like it's it's still a little sweet, but a little dry. It's a little dry, and yeah. that's exactly how this is. But yeah. like, this is alcoholic and delicious and better. That's fantastic. Yeah. I would totally, totally drink this many more times. Yeah, I hope that Lagunitas like makes this a thing. Yeah. Because that's fucking good. You want us to be the face of Dark Swan, Lagunitas? Here we are. We're on board, dude. And I think in the meantime, let's open up another gift from all the, the notorious RDM. Uh-huh. This is a Lagunitas Sakatumi, which comes in a big old quart bottle. Yeah. We had one of these on, I believe, the Sleepaway We Camp have had episode. this before, but this is special. This it's, is different. It's odor. This has been bottle aged for a year by our man RDJ. Yeah, it's been RDJ. hanging out. <laughs> RDJ. Yeah, RDM. <laughs> it's been hanging out in his closet apparently for a yeah. while, just getting he, better and better. Yeah, he wanted to see what would happen to it. So I'm, I'm interested. I, because I remember loving this beer. We should turn this into like a found footage podcast where we actually die on the air <laughs> from drinking this beer, and yeah. we like delete our Facebook accounts and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That would uh, that would go viral. Is in it a still second. scary if I talked about it on the show? Should I delete that part? Mm, no, we'll leave that in. We'll that way, in. people will be like, "That can't be what they would have done." Why would they have said? They were it? joking around about yeah. it, and then they actually died. Yeah, it's probably that Blair Witch. <laughs> it's that. Hey, man! Again, we that snuff film podcast. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. Well, let's find out if this is any different because I loved this the first time we had it. It reminded me very much of. I mean, honestly, just a very drinkable Pilsner type beer, which yeah. makes sense as this is brewed with a lot of rice flour and stuff, from what I understand. Well, rice anyway. Only it had like a lot more booze and a lot more flavor. I think it's like originally at nine percent or something like that. Yeah. So this I hope that it's see. I hope that it's amazing. Like I said, I really did like it before. 
Let me know if Still you think it's any good. different. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Let me know if you think it's any different than the last time we had it. It's also going to be really weird coming off of that sour. Yeah, maybe it's the sour, but it seems like it tastes sweeter. I like to think that maybe it does. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll know by the time I get to the bottom of this glass right here. Yeah. It does seem to taste sweeter. Because uh-huh. I remember the the initial one being very... Dry. Yeah, it was pretty dry. Mm-hmm. It was almost like the best Budweiser you've never had. Yeah, exactly. That's what it kind of tasted yeah, like. Yeah, that's what I remember us saying. That it, it's yeah. the type of beer you uh, could drink while you're on the lawnmower. <laughs> Flip yeah. a lawnmower yeah. with. <laughs> All right, Steve, what's another one of your favorite found footage horror um, flicks? Well, I really like the VHS series. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh-huh. In my in my screwed up homeschool head, yeah. somehow I watched VHS 1, 2, and 3, and maybe even rack mm-hmm. like record rack mm-hmm. i want to say i watched a lot of them in a row yeah and i get mixed up as to which one is which yeah um vhs one i recall being pretty dope it is it's great is that the one with the, the weird girl who's like i like you yes that that's that i think the first one it, it, that's also the one that has uh the couple in it and they're staying in a hotel but then yeah you show somebody filming them with a knife oh yeah stuff. that's a cool one i forgot yeah, about cool. that and it also has the one where um the girl um is telling her like it's it's over skype and the mm-hmm. girl's telling her boyfriend about you know the thing that happened to her when she was little and yeah. then like all sorts of weird shit goes on in the background and stuff okay He's called Subject 54 or something. VHS 1 was great. VHS 2, also really good, but it has two that are like, that are hit or miss. You might like them, you might hate them. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what all is into. There's the the demon one in uh, Korea, I believe. Oh, that one's nuts. It is nuts. Like with the crazy cult, But a lot of people don't like it, but I think it's great. I think that the ending is like a little lame. It's a little weird, yeah. but, But the lead up to it is just like what the fuck is going yeah. on? It also that has dude that... just blows up. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, it's crazy. It's worth watching just for the freak out factor of yeah. that one. Yeah, that's that's cool. It also has the uh, the ki- the alien. Um, oh yeah, the there's like kids with the having a party kids. and yeah. stuff, uh-huh. right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and decent that, abduction. That's the one that has my favorite of the entire VHS series, which is the uh, guy riding his bike and then he gets attacked by a zombie and the then GoPro zombie. He's one. got a GoPro on his head, and so we're seeing the zombie POV. Yes. Okay. See, like, in my head, I was thinking that was in wreck or something. Mm-hmm. So that's in VHS. That's a VHS. Yeah, it is completely worth watching VHS two for mm-hmm. the weird Korean cult one and yeah. the, the GoPro zombie. That GoPro zombie one is dope. It is. But I don't remember if VHS one or VHS two is the one where the, the guys are going to a party and there's uh it, they go into a house and it's a haunted house. That one's really cool too. I can't remember. They yeah. like, like get up to the attic by the end and there's like a, a cult up there sacrificing Ooh. someone. It's it's crazy. Tight. Yeah. Sounds so those dope. VHS ones, and and those those are all found footage, like that, like every single one yeah. of their their segments. The idea is that it's found footage, and, and they're anthologies, really, because there's kind of a framing yeah. device of like some people go and explore this house, and they find these yeah. tapes and stuff. So they're it, trying to rob a guy, but like he he's yeah. just sitting in a room surrounded by all these VHS tapes, and they start watching them. And yeah, 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 weird and shit happens. The third one, I recall thinking wasn't very good. Yeah, I didn't like it. It's the one that's good. it's like based around the internet or something i think all of them are i, I don't i didn't like it like in the framing device doesn't a dude like shoot himself in the head and like blow his jaw off? i think so yeah the I vhs really, viral is what it's called viral yeah. yeah i just didn't 
I didn't like seeing no. that. <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> no. So, yeah, those are definitely worth watching. I think two is probably the best one. Yeah. So, yeah, check those out for sure. What about Creep? Have you ever watched Creep? Yeah, Creep's great. That's a pretty cool one. Kind Mark of about a, an yeah. online stalker uh-huh. kind of scenario. You yeah, know? it's that's it's got a weird... Because it, it uh, reminds me a lot of Blair Witch, though the camera work is obviously better because the guy that is running the camera is a cameraman. Like, well, that is his job. It also helps that, like, an iPhone takes better footage than Blair Witch. That's true. You an iPhone film, takes a million times better yeah, footage. You could film a whole movie on literally anything and it would look better yep. than, than Blair Witch does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I haven't seen the sequel yet, uh, though it's it's been on Netflix for a while, and every time I, I want to sit down and watch it, I'm just remember. I just reminded of how, uh, like terrifyingly creepy. It's called creep. How terrifyingly <laughs> creepy Mark Duplass actually comes off in it. No doubt. Like, cause when he's like, he puts on that wolf mask and he's singing that song that he said his dad would sing to him to make him go to bed. Oh and it's yeah. Like, just insane. Definitely very weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. But, uh, yeah, I'll have to watch Creep 2 at some point. What about Cloverfield? Did you like Cloverfield? I did. I enjoyed it. I, <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I um, uh, TJ Miller before threatening to blow up an airplane. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, TJ Miller. I, I don't know what is going on with him. No, uh, I don't know also, what you're talking about. Like, like, what are you talking about? Uh, TJ Miller, he played HUD, the guy who is the cameraman. Yeah. Um, he's... You know, he was in Silicon Valley and stuff, and then he he left Silicon Valley. He was becoming very difficult to work with, and then he was on a plane, and he mentioned, like, blowing up the plane or what something, the and then, like, he's also been accused of some sexual assault, maybe. Good Lord. But the thing that's weird is if you know anything about T.J. Miller, you know that he used to have a brain tumor that caused him to start acting strange. Where uh, this was while he was filming Yogi Bear. (laughs) (laughs) That made the story funny, and I don't know. Yeah, he he showed up at his audition for Yogi Bear with a bear. Oh. Yeah. Like, Like that was kind of the start of it. It was like, okay, so you're getting a little dangerous and weird. And, like, yeah, he had a brain tumor that was pressing on the part of your brain that helps you make clear, conscious decisions. It was pressing against the part of the brain that suppresses you from being Tom Green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, got it. And so now, yeah, he's been doing. He's been a little bit Damn. weird lately. I don't, I don't know if maybe that's something that's happened. But that that movie, I like Cloverfield. Fine, I do too. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of people complained about like all the shaky running with the camera kind of stuff. I just thought it kind of made it seem more authentic. Yeah, I, it I really liked, did. I like that you never really got a clear view of the Until monster that very and stuff. End, yeah, pretty just cool. A, yeah, I I like. Um, I mean, the the Cloverfield universe got real strange with the Cloverfield paradox. I heard that was a pile of fucking shit. It's not a good movie, but it is interesting for the universe. If you know 10 Cloverfield Lane and and Cloverfield, it's like, well, wait, what does that have to do with this? Because they're on a space station. Uh Uh-huh. And they like end up in a parallel universe and stuff. Jesus. This sounds but so, very J.J. Abrams. Exactly. Yeah. It's like okay, now how does all this fit together? I mean, the movie wasn't good, but the concepts were interesting. See, to me, it's like Cloverfield. Even if you don't like 
found footage flicks and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's worth watching Cloverfield just so you can watch Ten Cloverfield Lane and enjoy Ten Cloverfield it. Lane. It's fucking so good. awesome. That is an John Goodman awesome movie. and Mary Elizabeth Winstead kills it. Fucking awesome. It's so good, man. Yeah, that's definitely a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Now, one of these that I'll say that isn't isn't necessarily a horror movie, and mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting because it's really only about one third found footage. Is District Nine? Yeah. I think that's a really fucking interesting movie. District, I like District 9, yeah. A lot um, of people tend to like love it or leave it. Like my wife hates it, but mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool movie. I like how that movie uses... It's like TV news footage, mm-hmm. like shoulder mount camera footage, and like you're in a movie, you're there at mm-hmm. the scene of the action happening. So you kind of get that three sides to every story kind of thing where there's like there's what they're telling you, there's what's really happening. You yeah. Know? I think that it's pretty dope. I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, um, District Nine is one that, um, a freshman class that I was uh, a teaching assistant for. Yeah, that was about immigration. We watched oh, okay. District Nine. That's a very yeah, very yeah. heavily immigration themed movie. Yeah, um, one that I love that came out a few years ago by Ty West is Sacrament. Damn it, I've still never watched that, and I'm so mad yeah. at myself because I love The Innkeepers, and The House of the Devil mm-hmm. is absolutely in my top 10 favorite horror movies yeah. ever. So I'm very disappointed in myself for having not watched it. It's mm-hmm. about like a like a it's Jim It's a Jones. Jim Jones thing, exactly. Like, if you know the story of Jim Jones, that is the story, no spoiler. But it's not that, Jim Jones. But it's not Jim Jones. Okay. It's a different thing. And... Um, it, it, the story goes a little bit different at the end, but very similar. The, wow. It's it's amazingly well acted. Amy uh, Simmons is in it. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy who plays the Jim Jones character, but he's so good. Uh, and it, it it's uh it's set up as like they they work for Vice okay. and they're there oh, okay. to cool. yeah. So like as it a already has brand with it. Yeah, yeah it has a name brand. It has like a it's it's more polished than you expect from a found footage movie because they're all documentary filmmakers okay which is weird when you see this and we're supposed to believe they're filmmakers but they can't keep the camera steady at any moment <laughs> pretty um, bad at it but in that they're really good at it and it, it turns it looks great i need to check it out man i'm always excited about anything that ty west is doing one that i watched i think maybe three months or so ago i don't think i talked about it on the show is as above so below uh-huh have you watched that i haven't it's on hbo i think right I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was okay. That's the one that's in the French catacombs. It's right? in the French catacombs, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like about a team of like archaeologists, treasure hunter people yeah. that got into the catacombs looking for this ancient treasure and discover a bunch of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. I will say it's not really, it's not really great. Okay. It's not a great horror movie, but to me, it's worth watching. And knowing that that was actually filmed in the catacombs. Yeah, that is a cool element. Yeah, and when you see stuff down there, like there's a part where like a car is down there. They actually brought that car down there. The hell? (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, I don't really know exactly how they did that. It's just worth seeing because, I mean, how else are you going to get to see all that stuff? Yeah. Pretty neat. Not my favorite. Um, I've seen much worse, but I've definitely seen better. What's yeah. one you've seen? You like? I mean, um, since you're just talking about one that you would say is good for particular reasons. Yeah. Unfriended. I haven't now, seen that. Now, a lot of people would tell you uh, that it's boring because yeah. it's just kids sitting at their laptops on Skype. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's the one that takes place all on Skype. All on Skype. 
no other okay. shots. I remember whatsoever. seeing a trailer for this and thinking this cannot be interesting. I liked it. It like it kept the tension. I think it comes in like this movie does at an hour twenty. Yeah. With you know five minutes of credit, so you're an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, they act like teenagers. Okay. Like you know, irritating. Irritating, sure. Um, and it is real. It's just I, I think I like it because it was different. Okay. Like uh, that VHS uh, 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 short that I, I I said I liked, where it's the guy and the girl talking to each other on the laptop. Mm-hmm. Like um, I, I like that concept. I like just a normal everyday interaction that you actually are always seeing through a specific lens. So if you're on Skype with someone. It's not like you're seeing them. You're seeing it through a lens. Sure, yeah, And then yeah. it's also surrounded, like, on your computer with other things on your desktop. So it seems more and more unreal yeah, yeah. as you get into it. But the fact that they were able to take that unreal feeling with five or, I guess, four different kids on on Skype talking over their laptops and, and still get you interested in the people where you, yeah. you still do feel a connection with them. Uh, I think it's really cool. There was a movie that um, old Brandon Suttles that listens to the show told me about years ago that was like all security camera footage. Mm-hmm. And he kept telling me it was good. And I'm like, Brandon, there's no way that was good. <laughs> there's no way. No way. I can't read the name of it. I've never seen Paranormal Activity. I like it. Is it good? I like it. You don't love it. <laughs> Um, I've it. seen every single paranormal activity movie. Okay. Um, Should I? I don't know why. I don't know why you wouldn't. It's seriously one of those movies that you can put on in the background. I, I think the first one in particular. Yeah. Um. Will either that'll tell you if you should watch any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um. The first one. It has. It's. Uh, problems sure and all the subsequent ones have different problems like it but uh if you can get into it then all the other ones will be good to you the problem is is i feel like with this person because it was such like a gigantic pop culture Mm -hmm. just you know huge success yeah i kind of feel like as a result of that i kind of already know everything that happens in it like, you think you do. Okay, all but right. But you have no idea. Oh, shit. MTV, true life. Do I think this is air I'm breathing? You do. <laughs> um, that, it's also a movie that was uh, that is the more recent uh, example of a, a Blair Witch type of movie where it was made for $100,000 and made like $400 million Good at the God. box office and like... Turned this guy, Oren Pelly, uh, from, you know, a guy who was just putting together a, a, a small little project mm-hmm. to a media mogul. Uh, and wow. I like to see that. I like to see people thrust into that spotlight to see what they do. And I think he's done well with it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll definitely watch it sometime. Um, I don't know if I'll watch all of them. There's like you a million have. of those There's like five, I think, now. or six. The third one, I think, <laughs> this is interesting because I love the fi- the third Final Destination. The third Paranormal Activity, I think, is the best. Okay. There's a, an, uh, a weird situation where there's uh, a series of movies and the third is the best. Yeah. Yeah. The Rule of Threes. Hey, <laughs> remember last week? I like the last exorcism of Emily Rose pretty well. 
Or, or sorry, the last, the last exorcism. exorcism. Yeah. yeah. All those damn it, there were too many fucking exorcism there really type are. movies. There's so many. The last exorcism it's called. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I did too. It's kind of a movie about like a, a phony priest that goes around and does like fake exorcism. But he's a, he's admits that he's fake. Yeah. Yeah, like he he his entire thing was he grew up with a dad who was obsessed with these things and that he he's learned it's all fake. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really a, it's a journey of uh, regaining faith. Yeah, kind of. It's got it's a, yeah. for a weird uh, feeling to it at the end for a horror movie yeah. where it's like, oh, oh, oh he's, he has gotten his faith back and he's fighting the devil. Yeah, actually. That's crazy. It's pretty interesting. I think it's a pretty cool flick. The, the ending, I'm not sure if I love the ending or not. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I thought it was pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Pretty well done flick. I enjoyed it. A-OK. Um, there are a few that are, are very unique out there. Yeah. Grave Encounters is one. That's one I've that, like scrolled past on mm, Netflix a million times and never watched. It's not, it is not the greatest horror movie you will ever see, but the concept behind it was it, it is a ghost hunter show, like a, a type of show you would see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. On, on, you know, sci-fi or history channel or whatever. I can, I, I can feel a coldness. Yeah. My skin is crawling. It's like that. But they accidentally go to a place that is actually haunted and end up getting killed. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. that sounds okay. That sounds like it an is okay. okay. The thing that um, I think I've heard the most of, that people complain about it um, is not the story, but the special effects because they did computer effects and they just don't look that good. Okay, well, so. yeah. What about um, the visit that M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie? That was fun. I never watched it, and I also uh, until you told me. I never knew there was any kind of a footage element in yeah. this. What's the deal? Is somebody like filming uh, the whole thing? Yep. It's uh, 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 these two kids go to see their grandparents that they've never met because their mom is uh, hasn't been speaking to them because okay. of something that happened when they were younger or whatever. Uh, and they, they go and the, the girl, she's trying to be a filmmaker, but you know, she's maybe like 13 or something. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's a 13 year old basically using an iPhone. Okay. Um, it does have some M. Night Shyamalan lines in it, especially from the little boy where you're just <laughs> no like... No contractions at yeah, all Yeah, where he's just like, that was awkward. But you really won't expect what happens. Okay. And there are some moments that are like, what the fuck is going on? No like, kidding. Real strange stuff. Well, that movie actually hasn't been spoiled for me by now. Oh, so yeah. I need d- to watch it. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't read anything about it, I guess, because it does have a bit of a, a reveal at the end that is like, oh, I did not expect that. Okay. Yeah. Right on. But not in like a, I was expecting a twist, so I did kind of expect it way. Yeah. No, you, you really won't be expecting what's happened. There's a couple of movies on our list here, too, that have, I'll say, found footage elements. You yeah. Know, that aren't necessarily found footage movies, but like when you think about Henry, a ser- uh, Portrait of a Serial uh-huh. Killer. You've got dude who's like taking videos the whole time yeah. of them of their like kills and stuff, yeah. and it shows some of those repeatedly in the movie. Yeah, they rewatch them. Yeah, yeah. as a fucked up movie. That is a real fucked up movie based yeah. off of Henry Lee Lucas and uh, what's his name Otis Tool. Otis, yeah. yeah. Otis is the one filming everything, right? Yeah. 
That's a real just like grimy, gross that's a, Yeah, movie. it's a dirty movie. It's like Maniac. I was going to say, yeah. it has that same like, I need to take a shower yeah, after I, I watch this Yeah, movie. I don't feel good about this. I think Maniac is grimier though. Like, yes. Henry kind of gets all the attention, but I think Maniac is definitely Maniac is, more fucked up. Yeah, because you get more into his mind. In Henry, right. you don't get as much of that him alone just talking to himself. Yeah, brushing a mannequin's hair. Yeah, telling <laughs> it. A wig that's nailed to its head. Oh, God. God, that movie's fucked up. It man. really is. And you know, another one too that I just happened to think of that has kind of found footage elements. What is that that newer one with Ethan Hawke? Where he finds oh, all the Sinister? Sinister. Yeah, where he's watching the, the films. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, like the, the found footage element is like five percent of the movie. Yeah, it's a very small portion. But I gotta say, those are phenomenally well done. Yeah. I liked I liked I haven't seen the sequels, but I saw the first Sinister. I, I liked it just fine, yeah. I think it's okay. But yeah. man, like the weird shit, like the, the, the pool one uh-huh. with the swimming pool was really disturbing. The lawnmower one uh-huh. was super disturbing. Yeah, very disturbing, yeah. And I guess they filmed them on like Super 8 film yeah. and stuff like this. Like, they yeah, really so it, feel it like look, it look, it's got real genuine film scratches and stuff instead of that Ugh. stupid filter they put on it to yeah. make it look old. Yeah, exactly, man. Really bugged me. That was one of those, like the movie overall, I didn't I didn't love, but there was definitely imagery yeah. in those snuff films that, that bugged me. It's pretty there, tight. There are some more recent ones that I want to point out, but yeah. like, and, and I know you haven't seen these, so I'll, I'll just go through three real quick okay. for you. The Taking of Deborah Logan. Uh, which one's that? Taking of Deborah Logan is about is uh, a, a documentary film crew is going to film a woman who is suffering from dementia, and basically they're making a documentary about dementia. Mm-hmm. But then they start catching weirder and weirder shit going on in the house with their cameras and turns out it's not dementia and it's something completely different oh shit something a bit darker yeah that sounds pretty cool cool movie uh well acted especially the the main lady um who who was you know probably in her, her late 60s early 70s yeah uh she's fucking dedicated she awesome. goes she goes all all in for it and balls deep um, another is the conspiracy. I don't know that one either. This one, is, the conspiracy is uh, probably five years old. It um, it's about some guys making a documentary about uh, secret societies that rule the world. Okay, yeah, like and, they do, and they find out that they are real. Oh shit! And that it's not good that they found that out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool. I can get into that. Yeah, I like that. And then the other one is Willow Creek, which is Bobcat Goldthwait's uh, Sasquatch movie which is is awesome like bobcat goldthwaite's a great director uh-huh. um it's just two guys searching for sasquatch okay. just like us you know uh they had those sasquatch hunting shows that were on like travel yeah. channel and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. there's there's a movie too yeah about i can't remember what it was called yeah yeah willow creek uh basically poses the question of what would happen if you found sasquatch damn like that's how, pretty dope how happy would he be to see you I want to play a game with you, Steve. Let's hear it. On the count of three, mm-hmm. name the best found footage movie. Oh, this is easy. One, two, three. Troll Hunter. It's Troll Hunter. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter Without is the a doubt. shit. That 100%. movie is awesome. If you haven't seen Troll Hunter, stop. In uh, the name of love. Stop. 
in the name of love. I think we need to do just uh, like January winter themed horror movies. Do like The Thing, Troll Hunter, The Shining. Yeah. 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 Okay. There's got to be like one more we could think of. Um, That would involve some cult storm. uh, No, not storm of the century. Um, (laughs) What's another one that involved uh, Jack Frost? Oh, uh, uh, Brandon Suttles recommended that. The oh, other no, day. Brandon, no. No, Brandon, no. Yeah, Troll Hunter's the best. I mean, it's yeah. it's uh, same setup as Blair Witch, except they're, they're hunting trolls, basically. Yeah. Well, they, basically, they find a guy who says trolls exist mm. and that he hunts them, and they're like, okay, right. and they follow him, and Turns sure as shit, real fucking trolls. It's an interesting thing because... It, I mean, dude, it would be so easy for that movie just to be silly. Yeah. Even the name just sounds Troll fucking Hunter. silly sounds and silly. stupid. Yeah. And even when you start it, you're like, it's this a little is silly. silly. It's supposed to be a little silly. The first troll that they made is kind of goofy. Yeah. Got like two noses or something. And he's got a little diamond in his belly and tall, brightly colored <laughs> hair. Talk about things I never understood the appeal of. Oh, he has two heads, that Trolls. first troll. Is. Yeah. Those little troll dolls? Yeah. They're stupid. Yeah. Never understood. Well, not a not a dick. If you were on an old things. lady playing bingo, you would have gotten it. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Troll Hunter is dope though, because like you said, it starts out so silly. Yeah. But then by the end of it, you're like, I'm fucking drawn in. Yeah, because there's a troll the size of a skyscraper chasing yeah, dude. them. It's the most insane, awesome thing. It is awesome. God, I love that movie. And you know, really, it's like most of these movies that we've talked about came post Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, th- other than Cannibal Holocaust, all of those are yeah. after Blair Witch. Uh, and Henry. Oh, yeah, Henry. Mm-hmm. But even that's just partial. Yeah, it's know. just a partial. But I feel like even if you hate Blair Witch, which I completely understand if you do, mm-hmm. like one million percent understand if somebody hates Blair sure. Witch, it's like you got to admit it made a gigantic splash in the movie-making yeah. world and opened up doors for everything. Because exactly. It thing, made it so that people were like, oh, I could do this. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's cool, too, man, because it goes by in such a way that um, I can see similarities to everything from, like, clerks to, like, cell phone games, mm-hmm. which is to say mm-hmm. that even, as, even if the aesthetic is horrible, yeah. even if it's just junk... If the premise and the content are good enough, people will be interested. Yeah. Angry Birds, how sick are the graphics? Oh, man. Oh, it's so sick. <laughs> Minecraft, they're deliberately so blocky. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, but when the content is so good, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. I mean, Blair Witch, like, seriously, if we went out in the woods with our... I mean, my iPhone's, like, fucking five years old. Yeah. Mine's newer, but... Yeah. yeah. But if we went out with my iPhone... And filmed a movie right now. It would look better than Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it'd be hard to look as bad as Blair Witch yeah. does. But it just goes to show you that it's ultimately all about content. Mm-hmm. And even whenever you are presenting a found footage movie in a way that looks like shit, it makes you go, yeah, this is exactly what it looked like if I went out with a shoulder-mounted VHS camera. And yeah. It draws you in, in a way... That a big budget, super slick J.J. Abrams lens flare movie right. will never do because even when you're watching Mission Impossible '69 or whatever, mm-hmm. it's sick. But it's like real life doesn't look like that. No, you know, there's again not these colorful lens flares and stuff no. like this. It's real cool to see those things. Like it's it's what I was talking about earlier. Like some people watch movies more for aesthetic, yeah, than story. Mm-hmm. Like 
and those people probably hate Blair Witch. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, because it's aesthetically not a pleasing movie. No. Not a lot of great shots in it. Other than, I, I would say the the uh, uh, apology, the sorry scene where she's crying yeah. and you can see snot coming out of her nose. Yeah. That's an amazing Pretty shot. Good. All accident, obviously, because mm. she couldn't, she didn't have like a, a viewer to see what she looked like in the camera, so yeah. she was just holding it on her lap. But you know, it, it goes back to that message that I can see echoing through everything from, you know, again, from clerks, I'll use that yeah. as an example again, even just to um, social media posts by our favorite YouTubers and stuff like that. Ultimately, people want to watch stuff that they connect with. Yeah. Ultimately, people want to see something or somebody on screen and go, oh, that's me. That's what yes. I would do. That's how I would react. Yeah, these are how my friends would talk. This is, yeah. Yeah, that's why Kevin Smith made Clerks, mm-hmm. which I watched again the other night. Just still good? It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> and I, I think I have 90% of that Try not to suck any now. dicks on your way to your car. <laughs> it's so good, mm. man. In a row? <laughs> it's so good. But, you know, like that movie looks like shit. But yeah, it does. It doesn't look great. If you were in the theater watching that movie, you're going, yeah, this is just like what me and my friends talk about. This yeah. is just what I say about my customers and my shit job. Yeah, this is how I feel about going to work. It's interesting because I think that there's only two states of viewing entertainment. Mm-hmm. There is relate and escape. Okay. Because whenever you watch something like Blair Witch or Clerks or right. whatever, it's all, I can relate with this because yeah, this is exactly what relatable. I'm doing. But whenever you watch... Mission Impossible 69, you're mm-hmm. like, it's escape. It's like, wow, this is so much more interesting this is and hyper better and better. Reality. Hyper reality. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that the stuff that kind of gets lost in the middle ground is the stuff that really just doesn't doesn't hit. Yeah. It, it, it has to be it, so It's neither relatable nor, yeah. nor can you uh, let yourself go enough to it, let it take you to an escapist place. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that kind of happens to me a lot. I... A lot of things drag me right back into reality sure. so quickly. Yeah. And if nobody, if it's not about how relatable everybody is, if it's supposed to be escapist and I just can't escape, yeah. fuck this. I'm not watching <laughs> Transformers. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the fucking Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> too yeah. relatable. Too relatable. Yeah, that gets into the weird area of too relatable. Mm. But, you know, it's it's cool and it's inspiring to see um, that somebody can make a movie with no budget and no equipment yeah. and no experience, and it connects with people. I mean, people can, get, you know, stay home and use GarageBand yes. and make music that, yeah, it's not as high fidelity and stuff as, you know, whatever the newest Mutt Lang record is or whatever. Uh-huh. But if the content is there and it connects with people, it can be huge. Yeah. You know, again, it's about relatability or escape. Mm-hmm. And this movie, I think, definitely falls very, very heavily in the relatability. Relatability? That's a word. Yeah, right? relatability. <laughs> relatability. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Factor. Mm-hmm. So, this obviously was the first time that I ever watched it, but I'm sure this was not the first time that you watched it. No, I saw it when it came out in theaters. I want to hear about your first time seeing this because to me, this is, again, one of those movies that came out mm-hmm. when I was just a, a wee sheltered pup. When did this come out? 90? 99. Okay, 99. July of 99. So, yeah. I was 15 when this came. Well, uh-huh. I would have been just turned 16. Yeah. Um, still didn't have wheels or driver's license yeah. and stuff. So I was definitely still um, under the apron enough that I did not get to see this one in theaters. Uh-huh. But I just remember seeing it send fucking shockwaves through my friend circles and stuff. So yeah. I want to I hear from somebody that was there at um, Ground Zero. I was. I was at Ground Zero. Uh, my cousin Buddy and I went and saw it. It was a packed theater. It was uh, opening night. Did you go at Morristown? Yep. We went to, we went awesome. to College Square Mall uh-huh. in Morristown. 
And um, it was one of those that, like, um, you know, it, it, it's not a long movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, like, it, at this point, you already know too much about it for you to have that exact experience. But sure. at the time, we didn't know what it was. Yeah. Like, there was, uh, there was a documentary on it on MTV. That I, I never think saw that. everybody like who went and saw it saw. I like to I like to watch that after we record yeah. this just to see. It's it. on yeah. YouTube. It is on YouTube. You can look it up. So um, now was a documentary like this is what's called a found footage movie where it's pretend no. or was no, it like no, no, here's no. a story? It about was like people it's that fucking died. real. Yeah, like these kids are really? missing and presumed dead and stuff like that. And so like, hang on, this is like a mockumentary about a mockumentary. Yep. Like Inception, fucking uh-huh. style. Exactly. Damn. Okay. Was, um, and so I remember was Matt Pinfield on it, talking like he just gargled gravel. <laughs> uh, Matt Pinfield. Uh, Matt Pinfield. Let's talk about some obscure bands. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, I remember watching that and going to the website and being like, "Oh man, this like what is this movie?" Because I know, like, I'm knowing. Watching that, like, oh, this is advertisement for a movie. Yeah. But, like, you don't know what to expect. And you get in there, and, like, one of the first scene things that happens is, like, a camera turning on, and you're not really in focus on anything. And then, like... And you've never seen this in theaters. No. You've never seen anything like this. Nothing like this. This is the type of thing that, like, we would make when we were hanging out uh, drinking and stuff on on a VHS recorder. Yeah. Um... And so, you know, we're watching it and, you know, a, a lot of the feeling, I think, that is supposed to be there is that, like, oh, I could do this, anybody can do this, this is annoying, like, yeah, I don't like these people. Yep. And then you come to the ending and y- y- it's over and you're like, what? What just happened? What the fuck just happened? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't like what I was seeing. And then now I all, all I want to know is everything about this because I have no idea what the fuck I just watched. Yeah. Uh, and the movie just yeah it took like it took off. I think one of the main reactions people had was like I don't like it. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and my reaction at the time was that, that last twenty minutes fucked me up. Like it yeah, was, no doubt. Like it stuck with me for for a long time. It still does. If I see the picture of uh uh. Mike standing in the corner. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, fuck, fuck. Yeah, right, fuck, right. Yeah. What, fuck. What happened? No doubt. Um, but now watching it, like, you know, I, I remember my friends, most of my friends, I would say, didn't really care for it. I think my cousin Buddy liked it because we were talking about it on the way home and it was like, you know, that was real creepy at the end. Yeah, cool. Um, oh, I know a lot of my friends didn't like it. Um, it's one of those things, though, that now looking back on it, reading up on it and knowing what I know about it I think I think it's a better movie than everybody gives it credit for like, right yeah yeah it, it really does like all of that hatred and anger people felt was like intended mm-hmm. it was to get you off balance mm-hmm. to get you to the point where all you needed was a resolution so if you see them all get killed you walk out and feel fine right 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 but because you don't see anyone get killed you kind of no, want them to die, not. 
but then you don't know what happens and you don't see anything, but they're experiencing all this and telling you what's happening. Like it, it really does stick with you in a way where you just never feel comfortable about it, which is why I think some people hate it because they don't feel comfortable about the movie. When they think about it, it makes them uncomfortable. Because ultimately, I mean, if you're watching this with the assumption that this is all actual real found footage, it's like, that means you know as much as the people that made the movie know. Yeah. And as much as the people that apparently died in the movie know. Right, exactly. Everybody doesn't know anything. Yeah. And that's kind of uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. And the thing is that the exposition in the beginning is real interesting. All the stuff about, like, uh, Rustin Parr mm-hmm. and uh, the the witch Ellie uh, Kedwood, and then like the thing about like the men that are found at Coffin Rock, like right, tied yeah, together yeah. in a yeah, chain, like a all dead. Stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty That's, interesting. It's interesting stuff. It's interesting too that there's there's actually kind of two antagonists in the movie if you count. The witch and Rustin Parr's Rustin. ghost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's like you have one supernatural and one natural element in the movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, which I think makes it kind of, kind of relatable in a sense. Yeah. What are you thinking about this socket to me? I, I on really glass like, too. After after a year of aging, it only gets smoother and yeah. and a little bit sweeter. Like, I think it is a little sweeter than yeah. what we had. I mean, it's been a couple months, but I, I do remember the one that we had being yeah. a little bit drier than this. A bit drier, but more like a Budweiser. A, a good Pilsner is what it tasted like. Yeah. Now, and now it, it tastes like... Uh, I can get a little bit more of those white, whiny, sake yeah. notes in mm-hmm. there, too. Not a lot, but it's like there's a little bit in there mm-hmm. to me. I'm also getting slightly inebriated. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Very quickly. It is, it is 9%. <laughs> and it's like a quart, so yeah. that'll do it, man. Yeah, so how many of your friends thought that this was real? Like, how many people around you were like, know. I'm pretty sure it's real? Uh, like, there, I remember I, tons of people. Yeah. Again, I didn't see it, but a lot of my friends and their friends were like, no, this really happened. Yeah, the I not a lot of people that I was close to because we were all horror movie aficionados, but I was in high school at the time. Yeah, oh, so you were surrounded by people. I knew a lot of know, dumb yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I knew people who uh, were like you know really concerned like legitimately concerned about the movie they were probably still the same people that thought the matrix was fake though yeah and they're wrong (laughs) yeah dude and part of the reason that so many people bought this hook line and sinker is because the marketing yeah the market this is the first movie to be almost exclusively marketed on the internet which is amazing because you got to think when this came out I mean, dude, like how much percentage of the population was on the internet? I wasn't. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's the interesting thing about this time. The people on the internet were uh, all watching X-Files, basically. Right, yeah. If you go back to that time, I remember being on the internet at that time. Like, that's that was it. It was like you talked about the X-Files or... Uh, and then this movie came out and it was a thing where people were like, so what, what is going on with this? Because there was a website with like real looking, like missing posters and, and, and newspaper, uh, articles about yeah. it and stuff. So like it, it wasn't a time like most of us have figured out, yeah, you could pretend to be anybody on the internet, sure, but we hadn't figured out. You can pretend that anything's real on the internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's where this movie really came in. Startling, and like... Startlingly ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Especially, 
you know, knowing that this is the time period before a lot of IMDb and Google yeah. and blah, 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 actually blah, blah. IMDb did it exist. was a thing. It yeah. was a thing, and they listed these uh, the actors as, presumed, as deceased. presumed deceased. I mean, that's fucking deep. Yes, if that's you go, awesome. if you go, you think like, okay, well, I've checked this out. I saw the movie. I'm gonna go to IMDb. Yeah, and says they're fucking dead. So it says they're dead. Yeah, like uh, Heather, uh, Heather's mom got like condolence letters and shit. It's crazy, crazy. And it's really interesting because you know, again, they figured out that all this viral internet marketing would work if they put it out there. Mm -hmm. If it's on the internet, people will fucking believe it. Yep. Well, they'll at least have to think like it may be true. Yeah. And if you can get people thinking it may be true, you can scare them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and you know, it's like, it kind of reminds me of the first time that I saw Ghost live. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? You were talking about the, the movie Ghost. Moore movie. Yeah. I thought it was real. <laughs> I was like, Swayze died? Fuck. Oh, no. Then he did, though. Then he later. really did. Yeah, yeah. that's sad. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. So, the first time I saw the band Ghost... Mm-hmm. They were like out of nowhere, just this overnight huge success. And it's like you had guys like Phil and Selmo and all these other mm -hmm. like metal luminaries like singing their praises. Yeah. And at that time, like whenever the first record, Opus Eponymous, came out, like you couldn't find any details about anything. Nobody knew who was in the band. They yeah. were all wearing masks and stuff. Nobody knew if they were really like Satan worshipers. Uh -huh. The album came out and it was like really dark and really like evil sounding uh -huh. and stuff. I still love that record so it a good album. I listen mm -hmm. to it all the fucking time still. But I remember going and seeing them in Knoxville. They came to Knoxville with Mastodon and Opeth, two of my other favorite Damn. bands. Yeah, it was That's insane. a show right there. Well, and then like Ghost opened the show and just fucking... Blew it out of the water. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Every, everything... You don't want to follow that. No, yeah. I could have left after that. And, you know, it's like I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching these guys that look like druids and an evil pope and... They're singing about Satan, and nobody knows who any of them are. And I'm That's like, awesome. what if this is real? <laughs> and it's like, I know that somewhere deep in my head, I'm like, okay. They're it's a show. It's an act. Yeah, they're, yeah, dude, they're playing electric guitars yeah. and singing songs. Like, this is silly. I know it's not real. But if you can still separate that one part of your brain that's yeah. like, but what if it is? What if it is? Yeah. Then you're going to have a great time. Yeah. If you can just give yourself into the entertainment factor and separate yourself from the, the part of your brain that knows... Yeah, it's not of real. Of course, this is fake. Then you can have a great time with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, uh, just like with the marketing of ghosts and stuff like that kind of led to me being able to suspend my disbelief more. Yeah. I'm sure that this movie did the same thing. Yeah, I think... Well, that's the thing I always say. Like, I want a movie to be good. Yeah, I, I, I wanted it to be real. Like, I wanted yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I knew it wasn't. I knew they weren't... Like, but it still was one of those things where I was I was able to go into it and be like, I can invest myself in these characters, yeah, because there's enough uh, enough of that little part of my brain saying like I hope it is real, yeah, exactly that dude. like it's good. Yep. And now like it, looking back on it and knowing um, how this movie came to be and right. all that other stuff about it, like it, it really just makes to me. I, I mean, other found footage movies don't have the level of dedication this movie had. Right. Like, yeah. these actors were um, shown a 35-page screenplay with no dialogue. They were chosen for their improvisational skills. Okay. All dialogues improvised. Okay, so there was, like, no outline for this movie whatsoever. No, they just... Uh, they were basically told it's going to be real hard 
and we're going to be trying to scare you. And so this is almost more like a like an in-character reality show. Exactly. This did something See, that I, I a lot of other uh, these found footage movies aren't doing where uh, they didn't know like um, that they were going to be hearing cackling in the woods or the sounds of children crying really? and laughing. They didn't know they were going to wake up to you know, uh, all those stick men and the three piles of rocks that obviously represent that they're going to die. Like, they didn't know all those things were going to happen. So they were actually, like, crew people that were planning this shit around the tents and stuff. Yeah. And they didn't know this was going to happen. Uh, they were also making them... They were... Uh, <laughs> this is basically how they were directed. Because the directors didn't interact with them. They left film canisters with a letter for each person and GPS coordinates. Okay, so in other words, this is your canister, this is yours, this is yours. Well, no, just, uh, I think it was just one canister, but okay. three different letters in there. Right. And then the letter would say, okay, today this is your main concern. This is what you were focused on. It's like you're lost today. Yeah, or yeah. And this is what you're going to do um, to figure it out. And you need to be at this location. And the location would be so far that they would have to be walking well into the point where you would want to be setting up camp. They barely had any food. Like, they so were mostly living like, on protein bars. So they weren't, like, filming this stuff during the day and then go crashing at a hotel. No, they were sleeping in the woods. This, really? This only filmed for eight days. Holy the, fuck. We see seven of them. Yeah, like the the other day was just some pickup shots and stuff. Like, um, I didn't know this. Like, I figured that this was way more planned out. No. Um, so these people really were out walking around in the woods. Mm -hmm. or didn't know where they were. They knew where they were supposed to be. They they did, uh, like all that stuff with the map and whatnot. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, uh, that that would be real tension. Where, like, she would be told to tell them it'll be two hours, but it's actually going to be seven. Like, so, so then they're like, you said it was going to be two hours. Yeah, you said you know where we're going. Well, she did know where they were going. She actually did. But she's supposed to not let on that she knows it's a seven-hour walk. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And so the tension is real. Like, the hatred and venom starts to get real. And and uh, we were talking about That's this before. crazy. Heather and, and Josh really yeah, hated, hated each other. other. I read a thing that said that, like, Mike was the one that was supposed to, like, get taken out of the tent and disappear and stuff. Yeah, but Josh hated he, her so much they yeah, had to change they, it up. They yeah. changed it just so mm -hmm. they wouldn't have to be around each other. Yeah. So you're saying that animosity didn't grow out of yeah. oh there's fucking brown M&Ms in the bowl and I requested no. they wouldn't be there it, <laughs> it was... grew out of being exhausted not trusting each other not knowing who knew what so like you know you you have to assume that since they told Heather you know you're going to be walking this far but tell them it's this far so there are other things they were telling the guys like okay you're going to do this but don't tell them. Don't let them know that it's you. Don't let them know you know this is going to happen. Like, So the actors weren't even aware of the direction that each other were being given. No. That's fucked up. It is. It is. like That's like pretty rad. It is rad. If, if I would say if the movie, if the filming took longer than eight days, I would say it's just abusive. But 
Right. I think for a week, you're signed up. You know going in, it's going to be hard. You're going to be hiking a lot. You're going to be in the woods. You're not going to know exactly where you are. And, you know, you're not going to be getting constant direction. Mm-hmm. You kind of know what you're signing up for. And a week, a little more, that's not bad. I, I mean... Wow. I, I can see why you might not go back to doing something like that ever again. But but you could be like this would be a unique experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I cannot believe that. I can't believe that so much of it was improvised and yeah. stuff too. I I I feel like Heather had no idea he was going to be standing in the corner when she came downstairs. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah, because it seems like she was genuinely freaking the fuck out. Yeah. 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 Wow, that kind of makes me appreciate this on a on a very different level. Yeah. It's like that kind of makes me appreciate knowing it that. It's like, yeah, this movie isn't real. This didn't happen. Those people didn't die. Yeah. But actually, a lot of the stuff that you're seeing actually is real. Yeah. That's why it feels so real. It's because their reactions are real. And I like how I like how they start out awkward with each other. Because they don't really know each other. Yeah. And then they get a little more comfortable. But as they're getting comfortable, they're also getting irritated with each other. Yeah. That's something about this movie that, that I thought was captured really, really, really well. Is the way that... The way that the uh, the characters in the movie progressively kind of get like tired of this shit, mm-hmm. where I don't know if you've had these experiences where you're like, oh man, let's go out with a bunch of friends and we'll we'll go on this big hike and it'll be fun. Oh god, <laughs> yes. And I've then done it this. ends up taking like way long and it really quits being fun. And yeah, people, people it's are like, complaining. Yeah, and, and yeah. like people drop all pretense of like humor and yeah, because they're. They feel like shit, and yeah. they want it to be over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everything becomes very point blank and matter of fact and utilitarian almost in yeah. terms of the way that people talk and react to each other mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I thought this movie captured that kind of thing really well. Yeah. Where it's like, you said this would be fun. This fucking sucks. We got to get out of here. This mm-hmm. sucks. You know? This just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It captures that feeling really, really well. And I'll say, too, like I know a lot of people, whenever this came out, I remember people talking about how irritated they were by a lot mm-hmm. of the characters. Mostly people are irritated by Heather. Yeah. Unfortunately. But that the, you think that somehow she's the one who's irritating. Yeah. Though those guys irritate the shit out of me. Well that's the thing, is like I go back, you know, again as like a fucking thirty four year old dude mm-hmm. and I watch this and I'm like, Yeah, I think this is pretty much how I acted back then. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure I talked that way. Yep. Um, said stupid shit. Yeah. I want mashed potatoes and a piece of ass. Yeah. It's like, I'm pretty sure that that's how all of us sounded back then. Yeah. But at the time, you're like, man, I'm we so have cool. way cooler discussions than that. Uh-huh. It's like, no, I <laughs> doubt that you did, really. No, I know you didn't. I think that's how we sounded back then. <laughs> Definitely. And I'll say, too, in, in Heather's defense, like, I think that she does a pretty fucking good job mm-hmm. of being on camera and portraying somebody who's on camera. Yes. Uh, whenever they show the actual parts of the documentary that they, they filmed, mm-hmm. like with her at the cemetery and stuff, she has like this dedicated camera voice. Yes, which people do. We are here in the cemetery mm-hmm. where blah, blah, blah. It's like that's how people talk when they're on camera. Yeah. But then when she's off camera, even though she's still on camera, yeah. she just sounds like a normal person. See, and that, that is fine evidence that she's a great actress. Because, one, this isn't her personality. She went into this uh, wanting to... uh, She had a director she had worked with before who um, she said was like... She she was really good and put together when everything was going fine. But Mm -hmm. the moment anything fell apart, she fell apart. And so she was trying to channel that sort of energy. 
And that's exactly what she comes across as. Yeah. Um, I think like all of these, um, all three of them have had careers afterward. Okay, I didn't know. Um, I didn't look Josh has had, I'd say, the most work probably. But Mike and, and Heather both worked a lot. Heather left acting, I think, in 2008 to become a medical marijuana farmer. <laughs> oh, shit. But she was in the second episode of Always Sunny. That's so important. That's important. I've heard yeah. that new season of Sunny is killing it's so it. so good. The first episode was so fucking hilarious. Yeah. Isn't fucking Mac, like, jacked he as is, fuck now? He is ripped. It I is saw a insane. clip and I was like, he looks like a damn He-Man action Like, figure. he's always been a muscular dude, but yeah. he just looks like... Yeah. Shredded as fuck. It's insane, yeah. That's awesome, man. <laughs> And I think that they do a good job. And I think that Heather's monologue and stuff during the movie, just the very famous, like you said, the up yeah, the nose. And that's thing, her. I think it's that's great. all her. Yeah. She did that. That's off the top of her fucking head. Like, yeah, that's great. It's good. And I do think that Mike and Josh both act like dudes I knew in the nineties. Yep. Yeah. It's like, they remind me of my brother's friends. It's yep. like, obviously they're, they're a bit older than, than you and I, Yeah. but they just reminded me of my brother's friends. Yeah. You know? So, I think everything in here is pretty damn good. And I also think a lot of the extras acting is pretty good. Yeah, actually. It's not bad, man. That's another interesting thing. Okay, so when they're in the town, some of those people they talk to are from Burkittsville. And some of those people are plants. And they didn't know who was a plant and who was an actual townsperson. Okay, so you're saying Heather, Mike, and Josh doing the interviews. Yeah. They didn't know. Yeah, they had no idea who was an actor and who was just... A local townsperson. So that's why you get some shots of, say, they ask that one old man, do you believe in witchcraft? And he's like, I do not, ma'am, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And uh, she's like, are you a Christian? He's like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, and then you get other people where she'll be like, something about rust and par, and they'll be like, ah, yes. And then they have, you know, something about rust, because they're actual plants. So the directors really created this fucked up Truman Show yep. <laughs> atmosphere around these people. Exactly. But you know, it's like, with that kind of setup as an actor on a set, it has to become super surreal and weird and aggravating because you're constantly going, mm-hmm. I don't know what's real and what isn't. It's almost like a video game, I would say. It's almost like you find the letter that says like a certain name or something and then you go around the town and you ask people about that name. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of them will just say the same Pat answers. Yeah. Welcome to our town. It's a sleepy, quiet place. Exactly. And then you find <laughs> the one person who's like, oh, that guy? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah, for them, it would have been, like, almost like a game. Just like, okay, let's find out, like, who looks like they don't belong here and talk to that person. That's really unique. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I almost just kind of wish there was somebody following around them with a camera, narrating <laughs> and being like, they don't know this is fake. Like, I would There's watch that. no idea. That's pretty dope, man. Mm-hmm. Huh. Pretty cool. Now, the thing about this flick is, is it a... Is it a supernatural thing or not? Is the outcome of this movie yeah. supernatural or, or not? Or is there actually someone in the woods killing people? Yeah. yeah. Um... Well, the sequels take away that oh, man. that mystique, but uh, I think in this, yeah, you you can't know for sure. You can't yeah. know for sure. Um, though, why would Mike go stand in that corner if it wasn't some supernatural thing? And why would their direction keep changing despite the fact that they 
Like, they yeah. walk south, but they end up back at the same place, well, which is an impossibility. Like, Par was the one that made him face the corner, right? Yeah. Like, the witch didn't make anybody face yeah, the corner. Yeah, but, I mean, he did that with kids. With an adult, why would the adult do that? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, but I don't know. Again, you're right. Like, uh, it, it's so unclear. That's, again, why there's no resolution to this movie. It's there's, so unclear what actually happens. There's a couple of theories about this movie that it's actually Mike and Josh have devised this plan to I, murder Heather in the woods. God, okay. I hadn't read that, but just the most recent time I watched it, like, uh, uh, 10 minutes before I left to come here. Yeah. I started to think that. I started because yeah. they seem to have like a thing where they they seem to kind of know each other. Yeah, and yeah. they seem to be on the same wavelength a little and like Yeah, it uh, that's okay. I would believe that theory is a possibility cuz Josh you think he gets killed and then they they get that like bundle of sticks with teeth in it. Mm-hmm. Real teeth by the way. Yeah. Mhm. Um but then you hear him the next night screaming in the woods for help. Yeah. And then he's in the house screaming. In the, yeah, okay. But you never see him. You never see him. So he could have been the one that like clubbed her on the back of the head and stuff. Holy shit. I know. I kind of almost like to imagine that they were planning on killing her and ended up getting wrapped up by some like serial killer like Rustin and stuff. Oh, that would be hilarious. I, kinda, I think, kind of think that's cool. Yeah. Because if you read up, there's there's a bunch of alternate endings and stuff for the movie. Yeah, they, they made... Because uh, the original yeah. ending is the one that we see. Yeah. Uh, but when Arista... I think it was Arista Entertainment. Uh, whenever they bought it, the the audience test scores weren't great. They were saying that everybody, everybody left it... Saying it like it, it disturbed them, mm-hmm. but then saying they didn't get the ending. So they went and shot four different endings. One that was like more gory. One that was more like uh, like clear as to what happened. There was one that had like Mike like levitating in yeah. the corner, which would definitely imply supernatural. Yeah, and there was would. another that had like all the like the stick twig figures like uh-huh. hanging up, which again would imply some yeah. kind of witchery or something maybe. But yeah, they decided to go with their original because. I mean, it is, it is the, the best. best. It's the best idea for the ending of just, what do you think happened? Yeah, yeah. It is fun to kind of watch it through the lens of what if Josh and Mike are just trying to. Yeah, that's a good way to watch it. Like, because it is, there is something there. They like, there's that point where they're both just laughing, and it's like, yeah, totally. I, I mean, I get th- what they say that like you know they're laughing at how ridiculous the situation is and stuff, but like. This is after Mike has kicked the map into map the, the creek. The creek, yeah. And Josh is still madder at Heather than he is at... Totally. At, like, how do you... I, yeah, like, okay. I that, that ending actually makes a lot of sense that they actually just took her out there to kill her. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. One of the things about this movie that I think makes it even more, I think, realistic and more just like, it seems just like a bunch of cobbled together home movies yeah is the complete and utter lack of soundtrack like there is no soundtrack in this movie the only song that we hear i think is when they're in the car picking Mm. up mike yeah and that's it and it's just some shitty song on the radio yeah that's it there's nothing in this movie which i think again just makes it feel even more like well we just fucking found some footage and slapped it together and this is all we have this isn't a movie this is just the stuff that we found yeah just the facts man yeah i mean this was cobbled together like they had 20 hours of of footage mm-hmm. uh and 
it took them eight months to edit it down to an hour and 20 minutes. Which also, I'll say, they were out there for eight days filming this stuff. Mm-hmm. The fact that they only cobbled together 20 hours of footage. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, think about it. They, they were wa- out there walking a lot. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The, they were actually having to just fucking hike. Like, can you imagine how often you would feel hiking for seven straight hours? I used to pull the camera out. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing is like, even with some of these like short footed or sorry, like short film or like, uh, you know, fake trailer competitions yeah. we've done. It's like, we'll film for one day uh-huh. and Gibson will be like, oh, I've got like 12 hours of footage to mow through. Yeah. Because we'll be using a couple cameras and just mm-hmm. filming all day. I mean, the fact that, again, they were out there for eight days and yeah. got 20 hours of footage lets you know how much downtime they had. Yeah. How much just... To just hike. Yeah. Walking, sitting, yeah. whatever it is they were doing, just being miserable, basically. Well, that that 16 millimeter camera, when you see it on Josh's shoulder, it's a big camera. Like, yeah. It's heavy. And then uh, Mike's carrying the DAT, which is large. Yeah. I mean... It, you just forget how big equipment used to be just 20 totally. years ago. Oh like, my God, dude. I like too that the audio and the video are separate. Yeah. Cause there's, there's a few moments in the flick where like there's some audio that clearly is not going with the video. Yeah. They're just showing screen. different shots and stuff. Yeah. While. And just some collected audio they found. Yeah. And then especially, I think it's the most effective at the very end when the dat is separated from Mike. Uh-huh. And so you hear, you've got Heather's camera uh-huh. running through the house, but you're hearing her screams that are like disembodied. Yeah, because they're, they're, you know, 20 feet away. Yeah. yeah, they're being heard from the basement. Like, there's something about that spatial, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Disorientation. Uh-huh. You know, of like what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing are not the same right now. Yeah. I'm in two places at once. Yeah. That I think is very effective. Yeah, it is. It really gets you off balance yeah. at the end. And the only way to fix that uh, would have been a, a full resolution. Yeah. Where if we had seen a witch or seen Rustin Parr or whatever. Yeah. And because you don't get that, you walk out feeling incomplete. Yeah. You feel wrong. Like, and totally. that, that'll make some people feel mad. But for a lot of us, it's like unsettling. Like it just sticks with you that you don't. You don't know, and all the your mind just keeps running through. Okay, what what could happen? Yeah, what might it be? Like those are the nightmares, mm-hmm. those anxiety-inducing. I have no idea what happened. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's worse than knowing what happened. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you too, though. This movie does a pretty good job of dodging clumsy exposition. It does. And where I really took note of that is when they didn't explain what a dat was. Yeah. Yeah, because they're talking to each other. They all know. Yeah, exactly. Uh Most people watch this movie probably don't know what the fuck a dad is. Yeah, they they keep saying, like, oh, I want to get this on 16 millimeter and stuff. Like, most people would have no idea what the difference is between an 8 millimeter and 16 millimeter camera. And if you had a moment where Mike is the one carrying the dat most of the time, right? If he was like, this is a dat. It's what we use to record audio. The cameras themselves don't have a microphone, so I need this to record the audio secondary. (laughs) That's what would happen in like a big budget movie exactly. now. <laughs> and, it, and it would make you go, okay, so this isn't fucking real. Yeah. I, yeah, I automatically don't feel connected because why would he explain that to people who obviously know who what the fuck a dad movie. is? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that kind of exposition is what kills mm-hmm. the relatability yeah. factor because you just know 
people don't fucking talk that way. No. So I really do dig how this movie yeah. dodges some of that. Again, some of the exposition in terms of the mythos of the witch and par yeah. and all that stuff. But that's is the documentary by. they're making. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good excuse to have some exposition and they're coming from townspeople and some of the information is like contradictory and Yeah, and that's cool too. That's it cool is too. it is cool that like um there is a real good video, by the way. Yeah. I, I do recommend if you if you're a Blair Witch fan or you just want to know like why uh, I'm saying that I think it's way better than that it really has been uh, considered for years. There's a really good um, YouTuber called Inside a Mind who okay. he a lot of his videos go into the um, the lore behind some of the like he does he does one on Cloverfield uh, and he's done one on on Blair Witch. And he goes through like all the internet stuff and whatnot and explains all the stuff that's going on in the movie that the movie doesn't explain. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't until watching that that I realized, wait, this movie doesn't explain anything. Yeah, like yeah. it really barely scratches the surface. Because they if you're making a documentary, you're not out there making the documentary going, how are we going to edit this all together to make a documentary? You're, You're just, just filming footage. footage. Yeah. Yeah. And so this movie is just a bunch of footage thrown together. Wow. Yeah. Could you imagine how miserable it would have been editing this movie together? <laughs> it took eight months. So yes. Good God. So eight days to eight months. Yeah. Eight days of filming, eight months of editing. <laughs> Good God, man. Yeah. I'd say that was absolutely miserable. Uh, have you seen any of the sequels? Yeah. I've seen them both. Okay, so I watched, actually right after I watched this movie the first time, I watched The Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Uh I bet you loved it. It is just a giant pile of shit. Yeah, it is. At first, I was kind of okay. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So at first, I was kind of okay with it. Mm -hmm. It has this like kind of kind of quasi meta thing going on. And then it just ditches all that and is like, I guess it's just like a Scooby Doo movie after this. He does. Um, he I has, like the super goth girl. Yeah, me too. <laughs> of course, predictably. I love the super goth girl <laughs> yeah, in every always. movie. Um, but that movie had uh, two scenes that really uh, that were creepy to me. Mm. Despite the fact that the movie is bad, the time that you see the girl walking backwards and it's like really. Oh, jerky. see, I thought that looked like shit. Yeah, well, now like it that. does because we've seen it so many times. But That's when true. it came out, that was a, that was a weird thing. It okay. was different. So I uh, I'd already seen it a million times by the time I saw it in this. Yeah. So um, and then also how when they show the video at the end of what the woman was actually saying when they thought, you know, they were accusing her of being a witch and they thought she was saying something completely different mm-hmm. and they show what she was actually saying. That just made me feel like, Oh, it's like a gut punch. Like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. They're just terrorizing that poor girl. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's a shitty movie. What about the newest one? It just came okay. out like a year ago. So the newest ago, right? one, um, it, <laughs> the newest one is, in some ways, the movie where uh, they explain what the dad is like, <laughs> like hey, there there is no mystery to it. You see a lot because the cameras are are in you know uh, modern cameras. Is it a found footage movie? Found footage. They use uh, they use you know nice HD cams and uh, they have a. Uh, a drone camera which is, is it, a cool okay. element is it a remake or is it like no, we're exploring the events of the original yes yeah so in other words it's like the first 10 minutes of Blair Witch 2 as a whole movie yes 
Exactly. Okay. Um, but it is... I would say I enjoy it on a completely different level than I enjoy Blair Witch. I like Blair Witch because of amb- ambiguity and stuff like that. Um, I like the new Blair Witch because it is well-directed and well-written, but less effective. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Adam Wingard, who did Your Next. Um, okay, yeah. He he directed segments of VHS and VHS 2 and ABCs of Horror. Um, so, it's directed by somebody very competent. Sure. Who knows what they're doing. And it has more of a... Because this movie has the element where space isn't right. Mm-hmm. They're walking south but ending up back where they were. Mm-hmm. before yeah. so there's like spatial issues in in the new one there's also temporal issues where like they'll go to sleep and then wake up and it's dark like they they've been sleeping through the entire day somehow that's cool yeah okay like, that would that would definitely time and space out. all kind of cre- yeah i i recommend it it's on um hulu and amazon i think right. i recommend giving it a watch because adam wingard's a great director simon barrett who wrote it great writer uh, and acting's um, the, uh, the, the acting's acting though. It's it's like you know that it's not real. Okay, it well, doesn't again, ever it, get you in that same way that this does. Well, and, I mean, part of that is just because the name. It's yes. like the fact that it's called the Blair Witch. It's like you know this well, yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, I already know this. No, because I know the original. Yeah, because I yeah. know the original thing that is what this movie is investigating yeah. is not real. Yeah, so I, I think that what they're thinking on it was like, okay, well, nobody's going to be fooled into thinking this is real. Uh, let's go ahead and, and write it, mm-hmm. but give it give it some some actual texture that we, we're deciding beforehand and get some actors who can act uh, and then show a lot of shit. You see the Blair Witch. Okay. Um, And it's creepy fucking, like, strange. Really? What's she look like? Stretched, a stretchy witch, a yoga witch. Yes, that's a yes, yoga witch. That's what I would call her. She. They explain it. They go more in depth on like the history. Apparently, when they hung her, they hung her with weights on her arms and legs to make sure that she would die. Okay. But then when you see the witch, she's like stretched and weird looking. It's pretty cool. The, yeah, you know that creaking and stuff that you hear in the first two nights of this where it's like you hear tree branches crashing Uh well that happens but like like it's like the trees are alive almost evil dead style evil dead style almost yeah a guy gets killed by a tree basically apparently in this you were supposed to see the witch in that scene where they're like running from the tent and she says what is that what the fuck is that yeah like but you there can't. was there was apparently I guess a crew person standing in like a like yeah. a white robe and all this yeah. stuff. It's kind of cooler that you never see though. It's exactly what I wrote is is, is like because I kept stopping it when she's saying what the yeah, fuck is like, that I, like I, okay what is, so what is it I want to see it and you can't and that's the cool thing yeah because you know she's seeing it because she's really responding well, yeah because if you're running. For your life, and you see something, you don't go. What is that? Turns camera towards that. Yeah, you keep running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like oh running. shit. Yeah, kind of makes it more realistic that you don't see. Yeah. Well, I'll have to watch that sometime. That second one was just fucking terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. It's. I mean, but it, they were. They were just cashing in. Uh, it's like, have you, uh, have you ever seen American Psycho two? 
Dude, no. With Mila Kunis? Is it just fucking awful? I haven't uh, I haven't watched it. I, I just know it's one of those movies that they uh, they made a movie, and then they were like, if we call this American Psycho 2, people will watch it on accident. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like that's what Blair Witch 2 is like. Pretty much. If we throw in a scene of them talking about the Blair Witch for a second, eh, we can sell them our it. shitty uh, movie yeah. that we've had sitting around for years. And it was. Yeah. Very shitty. It was. I don't know, man. I went into this movie really expecting to to dislike it. Yeah. I mean, because again, through pop culture, I kind of knew pretty much everything in this movie that happened. Like, I knew the ending. I knew Dude was going to be standing in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew a lot about it going yeah. into it. Well, obviously, I mean, I've lived most of my adult life, <laughs> you know, with this movie being a part of pop culture. Yeah. So it's kind of unavoidable to learn about it. Mm-hmm. You know, by this point. So I really went into it expecting to be like, man, this is going to be a piece of shit. I'm going to yeah. hate this movie. And it's like, I'm halfway through this flick. I'm watching this Kate and I'm like, this is not that bad. Yeah. Like this kind of does feel like real mm-hmm. found footage. It's not that unrealistic. It's like, there's nothing, there's nothing special effecty. No. That takes me out of it. Mm-mm. I mean, seriously, the quote special effects are like rocks Mm-hmm. Teeth, Sticks. hair. Uh-huh. There's no special effects to speak of. So there's no like crappy CGI to take me out of it. There's no like jump scare soundtrack mm-hmm. cues to like be like, okay, they made a movie. Got it. Yeah. There's really nothing in this movie. They to avoid take you out all of it. the cheap stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And just like it would be if you really did watch a bunch of found footage, it's pretty boring. That is true. It's pretty boring. It's yeah. it's not exciting because if you went out in the woods for eight days looking for the Blair Witch or whatever, guess what? Yeah, most of it would not be exciting. No, it'd just be walking in trees. And getting tired of each other. Yeah, exactly. Which is what this movie is. Yeah, people getting tired of each other. Yeah. So it's not exactly an exhilarating watch. Probably if you're watching it going, I think this is real. It's probably a lot more exhilarating, but I was still able to put myself in that suspension of disbelief phase mm-hmm. while I was watching this movie enough to enjoy it and appreciate it for what it was at the time. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I, I gotta say, I I kind of enjoyed this more than I thought that I would. What would you rate it? If I'm putting this thing on a scale of a 1 to 10, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this two ratings, okay? Give it two. I'm gonna give it the enjoyability rating and the historic rating right and i want you to do the same okay because i do feel like they're different it's like in terms of like watching it now in Mm -hmm. 2018 is it super entertaining not really is it paced really well not really are the special effects great there's no special effects there's nothing in this i've seen troll hunter it affects my score yes yeah exactly (laughs) exactly right yeah it's like okay now i know what you can do with the found footage Uh flick um Will I watch it again anytime soon? No. No. It's not one I'd put on rotation. No. Um, It's a very drab, ugly, boring-looking movie. Mm -hmm. A lot of people got motion sickness watching it. Like, tons of people are vomiting in the theater. Yeah. Can you imagine Um, if they did this in 3D? Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. It'd be awful. (laughs) It'd be awful. So this movie, yeah, definitely wrecked a lot of people. And I don't plan on watching it again anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So it's like, in terms of like enjoyability factor, I'm thinking like four. That sounds fair. 
But in terms of like historic factor where I'm like looking at how they influenced marketing, mm-hmm. how they influenced the internet and yeah. websites and IMDB even yeah. and everything else. And now you're telling me too all this stuff about the way that they made it. Mm-hmm. It was this very like weird manipulative like directors pulling the strings of these puppets of the actors yeah. keeping each other from knowing about each other and knowing mm-hmm. what was going to happen and blah 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 that makes it almost just like a weird fucking piece of performance art or some shit yeah that's exactly or like a weird is. social experiment like mm-hmm. that makes the movie much more genuine and more strange to me yeah and i just i appreciate the process that went into this movie a whole lot more and also, holy shit, I would love to have spent, what, $60,000? Yeah. And turned around and made, what, $240 million? $248.6 God That's damn. That's a 4,000 time return on investment. Good God. Yeah. So I respect the fuck out of these people that were like, you know what? We don't have lights. We don't have a camera crew. Mm-hmm. We don't have shit. We don't have name brand actors. We don't have special effects. But you know what? I bet people are going to bite this. Yeah. I bet people are going to latch onto this. Yeah. I um, mean, just imagine if one of the guys had been a young Brad Pitt. You, yeah. You'd be right out of it. You'd yeah. be like, that's Joe Black. Right. Exactly. Everyone's favorite Brad Pitt movie. They, absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, just grabbed a bunch of normal people, a bunch of normal cameras. Yeah. And said, you know what? This looks and feels unlike anything that is in theaters right now. And that's why people are going to like it. Yeah. Uh, their boldness. Yeah. In making this, I absolutely respect the fuck out of. So in terms of like historical rating, I'm like seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Very important movie. Yeah, I think any is. any fan of horror should watch this. For sure. Um Man, if I'm talking about enjoyability, um it it doesn't feel long, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it does. It's that ending still works for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do like I like the opening exposition with with the townsfolk and stuff. I think that's pretty cool. But I mean, a lot of times you're watching someone with a camera just running, like sure. they're they're not even focused on anything. Uh, a lot of shots are, you know, terribly out of focus and you have no idea what's happening. Whole lot of arguing about a map. Whole lot of Tons. arguing about a map that um, makes you feel like you're there. Yeah. It does make you feel as irritated as, as you would be if you were there. Absolutely. Um, but I, I don't love feeling irritated. No, that's not what I do for fun. <laughs> not my fave. Yeah, and again, that kind of goes back to the escape thing. Right? Yeah. Where it's like, sometimes when I watch a movie, I want to not relate. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes when I watch a movie, I want to not be irritated. Yeah. Because I could be irritated by, I don't know, traffic. And I don't <laughs> love that. Um. So, yeah, as far as, as how much, how likely I am to, to watch it again, I haven't watched it in, in a while, though I... I I do remember a few years ago watching with my wife when we were drinking because mm-hmm. we thought this will be funny. Sure. And uh, it wasn't. It wasn't fun. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a, it's an unlikely 
that I'll I'll pull this one out anytime soon. So for me, this this is a it's a four, I think. Okay. Just a pure four. But um historically this movie should I mean if you're if you're gonna make films, you should see this movie. Sure. If you're uh, an actor, you should see this movie. You should you should know the history of it and know like what they went through yeah. to get that genuine reaction. Right. Well, that kind of goes back to that thing that we talked about when we were talking about um, The Shining and The Exorcist and stuff like that, where it's like bringing actual misery on screen. Yeah. There's a really fine line. There is a fine line. How much of it? It's about consent. Uh, just like with sex, mm. uh, it's about consent between the, the, the actors and the director. Mm-hmm. How far are you willing to let me push you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, sometimes having some, some misery on screen really it, goes a long way to bring you in. It does. Cause it's so Texas hard. Texas Chainsaw. That's another one. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard to, to genuinely fake misery. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And like these you, people seem bored and sick of each other yep. <laughs> and miserable. It's mm. like it really draws you in in that way. And the way the way that this movie used uh, the internet um, and, and really went for it in trying to make it seem real, just like with Cannibal Holocaust or, you know, uh, other movies have done a similar thing. Or the 2016 election, yeah. Yeah, the 2016 election. That was a crazy... That's I, the I'm still waiting one. for that sketch to end. I can't wait for the sequel. <laughs> 2020, The Revenge. Oh, God. Hindsight is 2020. You just wait till he gets Space Force behind him. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> Listen... I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, yeah. but I, I'm pretty sure somebody at NASA tricked Republicans into funding space exploration. Yeah, right. It's like, space well, it's like a military thing. Yeah, we like guns in space. And then they were like, oh, cool. So you'll have to give us money to go to space. Well, we're going to need money for like rocket fuel. Yeah. And like, you know, we're going to need to know a lot about space. So we probably we need a probably lot of research a budget. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the same person so who wrote that, that anonymous op-ed. Yeah. <laughs> God, how how pissed do you think Trump is about that? The I most. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee that guy has gotten frustrated at a coloring book <laughs> oh, absolutely. recently. Well, he got fucking frustrated at coloring the American flag. Right, exactly. You saw that. Yeah, and people, like, people make excuses for it. You didn't make excuses for Obama eating gray poupon <laughs> wearing a or wearing suit. a tan suit dickhead <laughs> or being black yeah they, they'll never get over that <laughs> no. but they'll always pretend like it's not an issue yeah it's not that though yeah so this movie invented fake news this movie invented fake news and we'll always have that to <laughs> love and hate it for. love and hate it for um but i think it is i think it's a very important movie um i mean it's not it's not as important as the shining or anything no. like that for sure but I think you're right. I mean, uh, seven, seven and a half. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's 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 one um, that I think you have to see to get modern movies. Yeah, modern I think so movies. too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and if you're yeah, you if you're going to make something new, you probably should have some experience with it. I agree. It, it kind of goes back to like you know when it comes down to it, it's like which do I like better. This self-titled Black Sabbath record or Master Puppets? Yeah, Master Puppets, Master Puppets is a better a album. Yeah, but it would not exist without no Black Sabbath. Uh-huh. You know, so it's definitely something that everybody should check out. 
Right on. Interesting experience. It's always it's a cool part of me for this show to see these movies that totally whizzed by me when I was living a sheltered, yeah, homeschool <laughs> youth life. Yeah. And get to uh, put them under a magnifying lens for this show. It's yeah. always a lot of fun for me to do this. So this is a fun episode for me. And next week is going to be even more fun because yeah, we're talking is. about a fucking kick-ass a horror classic. classic. Yeah. Return of the Living Dead. I'm so stoked to talk I'm about this one. I'm excited. I, like, um, it, it is... Uh, indirectly related to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah. One of the producers of Night of the Living Dead made Return of the Living Dead. They do mention some events from Night of the Living Dead in the movie, but it's its own thing. Yeah. Com- just complete. It's like a punk rock zombie movie. Yeah. I feel like it was one of the one of the earlier movies to take advantage of like, you know what? Horror movies can just be fun. They can. But it's it's also got some cool stuff in there that you'll not be expecting. Oh yeah. I also don't know if I have ever watched this movie from beginning to end. Well, you're in for a treat. I am stuck. You're in for uh, uh, my. I had a crush on that punk rock uh, girl who loves graveyards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trash, I believe her name is. I think that's correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it's streaming right now on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Amazon Prime. It's probably a couple of other places, but Amazon Prime for sure. You guys be sure to dig into that one and tune in for next week's episode. And also be sure to go. And subscribe to that YouTube channel. Hey! That Dead and Lovely has. Dead and Lovely Horror Show. That's correct. Um, if you can't find the link to it, then go to our Instagram page at yep. Dead Lovely Pod. It's under our, it's a, in our bio as, as our link. Click on that bad boy. Give us a description. The closer we get to 1,000, the more money we can make. That's true. So please. <laughs> well, the first money we can make. Yeah, the first money. Listen, what? here's the deal. Let, yeah. Let's just bring you... Uh, everybody, huddle up. Huddle oh, up. Huddle get, up. get in here. Get in here. If, if we can make money off those YouTubers... Yeah. If we can pull some money in from the pull advertising on YouTube, mm-hmm. that means we can do more. Oh. We can start... We can I don't do know, more? We could do more YouTube videos. Yeah. We might even be able to do like a, a Google Hangout where we all watch the same movie. Maybe we some might, mini-sodes uh, or something? Some mini-sodes. We might be able to get a whole lot more going on. So uh, tell your friends. Uh, tell your neighbors. Tell your neighbors. Uh, tell your kids. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Tell everybody. Tell your pastor. Tell your pastor. Listen. Tell your pastor. Mm-hmm. 100%. We will accept all pastors who want to listen to our podcast. Absolutely. Or see our, our YouTube show. Absolutely. Be sure to subscribe to that. And also subscribe to us. And uh, stay tuned for more new episodes every week. Where can they follow us on Facebook and all that bullshit? Um, at Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Facebook group, Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast. Um, you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitar. At Steven Spratling. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. You guys are the best. You have been absolutely goddamn divine. We have been dead and lovely. Bye. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Oh, it's okay. Hey, hey, it's okay. Oh. Come over here. Come down oh. to this basement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm